Welcome to Mornings with Michelle. I'm Michelle Foster and delighted that you chose to join me on my podcast today. We are inspiring dreams and I am so gifted to have the amazing friends and relationships that I have join me on these podcasts because my ultimate goal is to open your minds to the possibility and inspire your dreams for your life to fulfill everything that you want to have an extraordinary life. So welcome again. My name is Michelle Foster and you are with us today at Mornings with Michelle. Well, welcome everyone. I'm Michelle Foster and always thankful and very, very gifted today to have the beautiful Carrie with me, uh, Carrie Quillette. She's amazing and look at her. She's absolutely beautiful. And so let me tell you a little bit about Carrie before we start our podcast today. So Carrie is a transformational, transformational mentor and she's been supporting women on their journey towards healing and self-discovery for years. She's personally experienced trauma in her own past, and she understands the challenges that come along with it. And so she is no way out of that. Um, She saw that there was no way out of that until she started healing herself. And through her journey has, um, through her subconscious healing, emotionally, awareness, and conscious action, and has been able to transform her own life. Carrie loves helping other women understand that they too can transform, and it all starts with healing themselves. Carrie declares that she is happy to say that she is living in her truth, and she loves herself more than ever before. She loves sharing this with women to help them feel the same. That's awesome. I'm eager to help. She is eager to help them guide, uh, to guide them towards their similar path of self-discovery and growth. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to chat with you today. Well, there's just so much to this beautiful lady. So I am going to start with the past and the past in a beautiful part of your life, I believe. And that is, um, what did you dream about when you were a young girl? What did you want to be when you grew up? Um, This may sound a little funny, but I, I always wanted to be a runaway model. I love it. Tell me, tell me what you see. Tell me what you see. I just loved. So my sister was extremely creative with clothing and uh, she used to actually make my prom dresses from scratch, you know, and it was really, really cool. And I really loved the idea of wearing things that nobody else had and just being a little bit different. And um. I remember the the video um, from En Vogue, which was years ago, back in 92, I think. And um, the, the they had a song, Free Your Mind, and they sort of walked on a runway model or runway and had some really funky clothes. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And they just looked so fierce, right? Yeah. At the time, I didn't have any confidence at all. So um, that's probably why that never came to fruition, but that was always in the back of my mind. And it's still something that I <laughs> dream about a little bit. Like, I'm like, maybe when I get to 60, maybe that is when I'm going to be a runway model. <laughs> I love it, Carrie. I love it. And there's, there's different ways of being a runway model, especially in today's world with video, social media. I mean, you can literally explore that uh, in your business. Keep that in mind. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really about being confident and not fitting, fitting yourself in a box. Right. So I was in corporate for a long, long time. And even just the thing about dressing, I felt like I had to dress a certain way. So for 26 years, I was dressing a certain way, sort of squashed my creativity with clothing. And now I'm on my own, but I still, I still need to explore what it is that I truly like. Cause I, sort of vanished for a long time. So mm-hmm. I'm still in the process of trying to figure out what I even like and what feels good on my body. So How it's interesting. How exciting. Yeah. That social oppression crap is, is, uh, it takes it away from you, doesn't it? Yes. 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 yes it, does. it does. It, it absolutely does. does. So um, how did you, over the years, how did you get supported by others? You mentioned your sister, you mentioned that you had a lack of confidence. Where was your support systems? Um, so I have this amazing group of friends and we've been friends since kindergarten. Wow. And yeah. And we still are great friends today. Uh, we actually just went away on a girl's trip that we haven't all been together in so long, but it was so great. So I have such a foundation of good friendships that really, really support me. And then I also look for support with spirit. And I've always been attracted to psychics and I've explored that through the years. I have had readings um, that I remember that were like 20 years ago wow. or 10 years ago. And um, that Tell really me about changed. One. Tell me that one that just popped into your head. Tell me about one. Um, well, one of the first, <laughs> one of the first times, um, I went and had a reading. She told me I was going to get a divorce. And I was like, I don't believe you. This is not true. I'm leaving, you know, and uh, turns out I did get a divorce, but I wasn't ready to face it. Right. So sometimes they bring up the energy that's coming right, or the energy that you're living in. And if you're not ready to face it, then you just have to continue with whatever, whatever you're stuck in. So that one was always one that stuck in my mind. <laughs> like, how long after that was the realization of the divorce? Time was. Um, I'd say ten years. Wow. It took it took me a long time to face it because I had three small kids, and I'm naturally a fixer, so I wanted to fix it. I'm like, sure. my kids aren't going to go through that. I'm going to fix this. And it turns out I, I, I don't have the power to fix everybody else's stuff. <laughs> so is it safe to say that it only took 10 years because really for what you accomplished, 10 years is not a long time. Right. And there was part of me that felt like the kids had to be a certain age before I was willing to do it. And, um, honestly, I felt like that reading was one of the things that kickstarted my personal development. Cause that's when I started journaling, meditation, um, just walking the path of making myself stronger, more confident. And it, it took a while, but I did it, you know? So let me ask you a question. So if I use the word focus, right. And somebody said something to you that was very centered to you individually outside of your marriage, and that became a focus right? Do you believe that that might've been what activated the journaling and the self-awareness was the focus on you? Oh, a hundred percent. 
a hundred percent because I knew I wasn't happy and I knew something was wrong. And I, I just knew it, you know, deep down, I'm like, it, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And I couldn't, um, accept that place I was, I was really depressed. I, I went through a lot of stuff. I went through postpartum depression. I had Lyme and I felt like I kept getting brought down and I'm like, this is the time that I need to pick myself up and I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, uh, there's so much, there's so much to what you just said. There's so much to that. And you have strength, obviously, what you've just said is very strong. So what's your big one? Why we all have that easy button or that one big strength. What's yours, Carrie? My strength. Um, my strength is connecting with other people really, really quickly. And I recall many, many times in my life where even at a young age, I would have these really in-depth conversations with people who are like 20, 30 years older than me. And I'd walk away going, well, that was weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did they just tell me their life story when I'm just a teenager? And, oh, there's one time that's just popping in my head Good. Um, Tell us. when I was, I must've been 21. Cause I was out in the clubs and I was going to get a drink. I sit at the bar, order a drink. And there's a guy there that's, you know, at the time, like he's at least 20 years older than me at the time. And he just starts talking to me about his kids and his life. And we, mm. we chatted for, I don't know, good 30, 40 minutes. And, you know, my friends are off doing their thing and I'm just having this really deep conversation in the middle of a club. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, walked away and he was just like, he was so grateful to have the conversation. Um, and he sort of just blessed me on my way. And I left and I was just like, well, that was kind of cool. And I just, I felt like that's, that was awesome to me. Like bringing mm. some people joy by just connecting with them. Mm. Oh, really cool. And I've been doing that ever since, whether it's people on the bus and the grocery line, I don't, it just, just happens. And I really just enjoy people and their story. I can see the good in almost everybody. And that's and beautiful. I, and I feel like that, that is a gift. Yeah. Not everybody else can understand it. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I see, I see the good in everybody. So when you can, sometimes we have to dig a little deeper with certain people to find their good. So are you like, uh, when you teach, when you coach, do you teach people how to reframe to be able to do that? Like what's your secret sauce on being able to show people how to find the good in others? Cause it's really, it's a talent. And if everyone had the ability to have that in their toolbox, their personal development toolbox, they'd be better people. They'd be happier. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think when, so the work that I do is I help people let go of their triggers, their emotional wounds and teach them sort of where it comes from. So when they see it in themselves, they can say, well, I can see it in other people. We start saying, we start seeing how a reaction of somebody else is just because they're either in a fear state, they've had some trauma in their life, that it just goes back to people are scared and trying to protect themselves. And it's, it has nothing to do with the other person. 
So once you see that a lot of this stuff is just energy and that people are holding on to it, but once they let it go, they release it, um, they shift. And that's, that's what I try to teach people. Well, I don't know if I try to teach people that, but they see it naturally as their stuff unfolds. And you can feel that shift in them, can't you? Oh yeah. 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 When I get a um, comment from somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, I was just with this person and they didn't trigger me. <laughs> and it's like, yay. Sometimes it's a small little shift, but when you start stepping into your power, it's an amazing thing. And you, even the little things are amazing. Well, sometimes when it's new, the little things is all anybody can handle. So that's, that's pretty exciting. I Yes, absolutely. I had a, um, my, um, last client that I was just working with, she would just called me and she's like, I had a conversation with my daughter on the phone and we didn't fight for the first time in years. And I was like, that's awesome. That's success. Well, and what I'm hearing as an outsider listening in, she was so proud of herself and her daughter and her that she called you to share that. Yes. That's called worthiness. Right. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. It sounds like your work is very fulfilling to you. It fills me up hearing it. (laughs) It is. I love it. I just, I really, really do love it. And um, sometimes I think of like, how do I get this out to everybody? Like, how do I share this knowledge with everybody so that they can heal themselves too? Because a lot of what you can do, you don't, necessarily need somebody else it's always good for somebody to show you what what it is that you can work on because sometimes Mm -hmm. we can't see our own stuff but a lot of the times when you get triggered you see what is triggering you you can feel that emotion and then you can work on it yourself so that's yeah I mean I've always been taught anger is a certainty right when you're mad you're very sure that you're right. And certainty is a big piece of empowerment. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? I call it a beehive. What's your beehive? <laughs> well, I love the idea. So right now it's just an idea of creating a retreat center. And I live in Maine and we have a lot of beautiful spaces here. Mm, and my vision state. is to have um, some tiny houses and maybe a bigger retreat gathering space where people can get back in connection with nature. And then also, I love the idea of holding retreats. I do small ones in my home right now, but I'd like the idea of expanding it. And there's something very dreamy about going away for a while and really um diving into yourself, right? Doing an exploration of yourself. So that is my big goal there. And to bring in different types of people, whether it's teenagers, because I love the idea of working with teenagers, so they don't have to go through the crap later on in life, like they can deal with their stuff early. And I kind of feel like that's happening in general, like younger people are realizing that they can do the personal development at an early age instead of waiting until their 40s and 50s when, um, like I did it. 
So teenagers, women who have been abused, um, there's a lot of people that I love to, to help um, grow and get back on their feet and um, deal with their crap. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when's your next retreat? whether it's in your home or wherever, like if somebody is listening to this podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, this is an answer to my prayer. She has a retreat. When's your next? My next one is at the end of January and it's in my home and it is, it is a half day retreat. It's not overnight retreat. This one is a half day where we do journaling meditation and then some sub subconscious work. And would you um, take, if, if there's an interested listener, would you be open to them being able to come to that retreat? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Do you do online? Do you include people online if they weren't able to travel? Um, not for that particular retreat, but I do have classes that are online. Mm -hmm. That they can contact you with. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I have been doing a lot online and I'm doing, I'm just starting to do more in person. The online is um, really nice. It's amazing. I've met some really beautiful people online, which I can feel like they're my friends of course and, are. you know, people who I've been working with for um, a few years that I've never met personally, but online, we are really good, have a good connection. It's great. Right. So yes, I do online as well. Beautiful. That's really beautiful. So you talk about a lot of goodness and you talk about a lot of struggle and how have you managed a failure and give me an example of how you've managed it. So an example, I, I could say when I went through divorce, I felt like that was a failure, right? So I felt like I failed which now I know I didn't, but at the time it was extremely overwhelming. And the thought in my head was just to keep going one step at a time, like not to look at the big picture, so to speak, like not to take it all on my shoulders all at once and just to keep walking and stepping like, you know, I didn't even know where I was going to live. I had three kids. I'm like, where am I going to live? How am I going to afford to do this? My money was tied up for a while. I really just said, okay, now I'm going to focus on where do I live? And then I put it out into the universe. I ended up getting a friend of a friend who needed somebody to rent a house. And I wow. was like, okay, I'll do it. But really just trusting and taking one step at a time. Beautiful. Now, is that in your belief system, is that a learned skill set or are you just lucky enough to know how to do that? I think I was forced to learn it. <laughs> mm. I was forced to learn it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And that's an interesting comment. You were forced to learn it when we're put on that ledge, right? Does that, in your, in your opinion, were you more open because you had no choice? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. So I feel like when you get to a breaking point, like that's, that is where your growth happens. Right. Mm. Um, so whether it's, and everybody's breaking point can be something different. You know, it could be a relationship. It could be loss of a job, a marriage, yeah. um, you know, losing a person, it could be anything. Um, but when you sort of get far, so far down, 
you have to release, right. Or, or you just won't make it. Right. Right. So I always knew I would make it. I just didn't know the how, and that's the piece that we have to let go of is the how we will be taken care of as long as we release the how and trust in everything. So the uncertainty is the power. Yeah. Wow. I I don't know how many of my listeners just heard that statement. That alone can be pretty um, overwhelming, but it it is. I I believe with you that the uncertainty is the power. I believe that strongly. Yeah. And you you articulated that. Otherwise you're coasting with life, right? You know, if you hold yourself to in a box so much and you don't express yourself, you don't live your dreams, you're not doing anything that you really want to do. You're just coasting in life and you'll, you'll never be really, truly happy. So do you believe there's more people truly happy or more in the work that you do? Obviously you're very successful. Um, Do you believe there's more happy people or more unhappy coasting people in the world? There's a lot of unhappy people. Yeah. Because we're pretending a lot of people pretending or protecting themselves. Yeah. Well, like you said earlier, just about clothing, right? You had to wear a certain um, style, we'll call it, we'll be kind, um, in corporate or wherever you were, right? So that's a social oppression. Let's face facts. You don't have the choice to wear your beautiful purple, um, if that's a top, right? You had to wear something that they deem to be a policy. And over time, that became your identity, did it not? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then finding yourself again. And that can happen too. When, when you, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you become that identity of that relationship or in a marriage or whatever, even with your trauma, you could, you can bind to your trauma and your toxic behavior because it feels safe. Right. Right. There's that certainty again. And certainty can be um, very, good and it can be very bad right and uncertainty can be very good or it can be very bad right right? so um yeah there's a lot there there's a lot like you said right there's a lot to unravel people are looking to grow yeah yes Mm -hmm. and i always say to people too it's you you can be fearful of something but just taking a step towards fear you can walk through it And most of the time, when you get through that fear, you're like, wow, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. We have the power to make things so big, hairy, gross, when they're really not. It's all all in our head. But on the flip side of that, we have the ability to make something so good, so wonderful, so easy, so exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Uh huh. We are so powerful. And that's the thing. It's like, we have to realize how powerful we really are. We really, truly are powerful human beings. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love you. I love your energy. So good. (laughs) So what would you say to the audience listening? uh, And I, and I, I will give them ways to contact you a thousand percent, but What are your words of advice, your words of enthusiasm about living their life? Go for it, Carrie. 
about living their life that um, I would say everybody has a potential of being happy. And it just starts working with yourself and to become aware of your feelings. So we get, we have in the past, I have in the past, just gone through life kind of feeling numb, but you have to bring yourself into a conscious awareness of your actions and your feelings and your thoughts. And once you do that, you can start shifting things. And I always say, when somebody triggers you, somebody, something, you know, an event, that is a perfect opportunity to get into those feelings and figure out where that is coming from and then squash it. There are many ways that you can do that, but a trigger is a gift. And that is mm. what I always say. When somebody says, oh, I had a bad weekend. This happened to me. This happened to me. I said, great, let's unravel that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Whenever I have what you would call a trigger, I would just call it an emotional downslide. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll think to myself, what am I supposed to learn from this? Exactly. And I'll talk to my favorite children, whichever one's available at the time. But um, yeah, yeah. So triggers are our gift. Yes, they are. Wow, that's beautiful. So if we, meaning my audience and I, were wanting to hear more from you, how would we get a hold of you? Tell tell us how to do that. Well, I can give you a link and I usually give people a 15 minute free session with me just to experience what I do um, to see if it aligns with them. Beautiful. So we can do that. And I also have email, which is Carrie at CarrieWillette.com. And I have um, a link tree as well that I can give you that information too. Beautiful. So if you would provide that, I'll put that all in the show notes. Sure. And um, because we want to be able to advertise to those that are hearing their triggers are a gift, how they can make that a positive thing, because that's powerful. That's a powerful statement. I love it. Yeah, I do too. And I love it. I'm sure after the holidays, there are some triggers. <laughs> I'm sure there might even be a few that people didn't realize that as they're listening to this, right? Exactly. But exactly. to look at it as a gift and not as a burden, that alone gives you the ability to put your shoulders down and bring your heart out. Yeah, yes. And absolutely. You definitely need to open up your heart. Um, not only for other people, but for yourself. Right. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. Your kids are lucky to have you as a mom and your clients are lucky to have you as a transformational coach. I feel very fortunate that you came on my podcast today. So thank you, Carrie. Is there anything else you would like to share? Um, no, I just looking forward to connecting with more people and helping people get through their stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm going to um, sign off now, friends, and uh, make it a great rest of your day. This is Michelle. Peace out. Well, that's a wrap for today. I want to thank you for your time. It's so precious. Our time and our time freedom is everything. So I want to thank you for joining us today at Mornings with Michelle. Uh, this is Michelle Foster, and I encourage you to come visit us on Instagram at CollagenWorks. W-E-R-K-S, College and Words, because we are doing some fun things there with Instagram parties, with fun giveaways. We have, it's all about beauty. 
and all about fun tips. So again, go ahead and go to your Instagram and become part of our community at College and Works because we have really fun Instagram parties. Looking forward to seeing you there and always feel free to comment on the podcast or if there's something that you would like us to talk about, please let me know your thoughts. That would be amazing. Have a super fantastic day, my friend. This is Michelle Foster from Mornings with Michelle, signing off.